Good morning. Welcome to our podcast with the Vision Principle. This is Pastor Jack Irvin in Akron, Ohio, the River Church. We're delighted to be with you today. It's a sunshiny day. and We are highly blessed. Today I want to talk to you about uh, a really key component in our walk with the Lord as believers. And when we talk about the kingdom of God and there's so much teaching now on, on walking in the kingdom and operating in the kingdom. And, uh, my next book is going to be called Kingdom Shift. I'm finishing up the vision principle, and that should be done the next few days. We've had some issues with the cover, but uh, we're almost done. It'll be on Amazon in the next few days. But but my next book is Kingdom Shift. And so we've been talking about, in our first book, the vision principle is finding your life vision. And the next book is going to be about, uh, you know, living in the kingdom and practical things for changing a church-minded mentality to a kingdom-minded mentality. There's a lot the Lord's even teaching me, and I'm still learning. But today I want to talk to you about a, a critical component when you walk in the kingdom of God, and that is your heart. And your heart is where you receive revelation from the Lord. And I want to begin today in a book that just I just love to, to read because there's so much richness in it, and that's the book of Galatians. I want to start with chapter 1, verse, excuse me, <coughs> bless you, verse number 11 of chapter 1. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. Well, isn't that an encouraging statement? For I neither received it a man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, that's an awesome statement. That's the Apostle Paul that wrote most of the New Testament, all the epistles, just so much rich doctrine of the new man. And he's saying he didn't receive what he got from God, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. And, well, what a powerful statement. If you read the rest of this, these verses, verse 14, he said, And prophet in the Jews, religion above many of my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. He's really comparing religion with having a relationship, a revelation of Jesus. Everything in the kingdom of God is about relationships. When you're rightly walking in the kingdom, you're in a living, loving relationship with Jesus where he's revealing who he is to you constantly. In verse 15, Paul's talking about his call, and it was when he was in his mother's womb, even though he didn't fulfill that call till after he had the Damascus Road experience, and God specifically told him his purpose. And he said, but when it pleased God, verse 15 of Galatians chapter 1, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. When we get called, God gives us the supply. That's what grace is. His enabling presence and power. He gives his, us his ability to do what we can't do for ourselves. And verse 16 is a powerful principle. To reveal his son in me 
that I may preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred, not with flesh and blood. This is the pattern of how Jesus does things when you walk in the kingdom. Everything in the kingdom starts from the inside out, not from the outside in. You know, you can be religious, you can go to church, you can give all your money, you can feed the poor, you can do all those activities, okay? But that doesn't put you in relationship with Jesus. Paul is saying here, to reveal his son in me, that's what Jesus does primarily. When we walk in the kingdom, the most important thing is our relationship with the king. Oh, wow. That's why I'm sitting here today and and I'm sharing this with you because I want you to walk in your relationship with the king. Then you get to preach among the heathen. In other words, you get to do after you learn how to be. And when we get revelation from God, which only comes in our hearts and our spirits, and it only comes from hearing by the word of God, God begins to speak to us. He heard the word, and the word was mixed with faith. And when we hear the word, everything changes. You know, faith comes. We don't muster faith. The source of faith is actually God. The word says actually that God has given us a measure of faith. And if you read Galatians chapter 2, if you go to verse 16, listen to this scripture because in in King James, I like the translation. It says, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. Now listen to this phrase, this is important. But by the faith of Jesus Christ, even when we have believed in Jesus Christ. You see, there's two aspects here in that scripture. One is we believe in Jesus, which we all understand that. We all understand we would put our faith and trust in the Lord. We're born again, we're saved. I hope you've done that. If you're a churchgoer, but you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus, you need to do that. That's where your relationship starts, okay? But the other aspect of we have faith in Jesus, but as we walk with the Lord, as we develop our walk with the Lord, and we understand the new identity when we get born again, we receive Jesus. Jesus comes in, and he lives in us. We Walk by the faith of Jesus. Jesus is the faithful one. We put our trust and faith in him. So in this translation in verse 16, it says, but by the faith of Jesus, even we have believed in Jesus. And the rest of the verse is incredible. That we might be justified by the faith of Jesus and not by the works of the law. By the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. You notice it says the works of the law. When you try to work to be good, you're going to fail. But when you know the faithful one who lives in you, you can walk in newness of life. Verse 17 of Galatians says, But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. You see, the old man was carnal. And we can have a choice 
to put on the new man and we can put on the mind of Christ, which we already have. We've been given the mind of Christ. Or you can think like you were an old man, your old man. And when you think that way, your self-effort is going to rise up. You know, this is a time of Lent where everybody's trying to be good. They're trying to sacrifice. And I'm not down playing that as a bad thing. It's always nice to do something for the Lord. But you're not drawing any closer to the Lord because you're sacrificing. I don't want to shock you. Because if you're trying to please God by your effort, your focus is on the wrong thing. You need to realize that you get to please God because his life is in you. You're not doing it out of duty. You're doing it out of love. And those things are good things. They're not bad things. We were ordained to walk in good works, but it's the difference between living faith or living works and dead works. Dead works are works that did not originate with God's idea. When we walk with the Lord, he begins to reveal things to us. Revelation. He's the source. You got to realize grace always starts in heaven. And it comes down to us. And and when heaven is in us, which when we get born again, we live in a heavenly realm. And so heaven is the place where grace really begins because that's in a relationship with the Lord. And then it says, For I through the law am dead the law that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, but yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, he's talking about your body, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Our motivation is because of the love of God. We're not trying to get the love of God. We already have the love of God. His love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And look what it says in verse 21. This is powerful. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. We can frustrate the grace of God. Now, what is the grace of God? You know, we always, everybody always jumps and says, well, it's God's undeserved favor. Well, Jesus was full of grace and truth. And it was not because it was undeserved. He deserved the grace of God. So that definition, when, when it comes to Jesus being in, in us, doesn't hold water. The grace of God is actually a person. It's Jesus. And it's God's enabling power and presence for us to obey what he speaks to us, faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 5. Romans 16. Grace is given so that we obey what we hear. When we hear faith, when faith comes, that's when we have a supply of God's grace so that we can obey what he calls us to do, what he tells us to do, what initiates with him. You know, I've thought my own life, there's been so many things I've done that I initiated really without the leading of the Holy Spirit. And when you're in Galatians chapter 3, you get to chapter 4, which is awesome. I mean, it's just an awesome chapter on that we have a new identity and we are sons. We won't get into that today, maybe tomorrow, the next day, in the next podcast. 
But if you read chapter 2 of Galatians, he's talking about when you began your walk with the Lord, did you begin in the law or did you begin in the Spirit? And he's talking about a person that's walking in the Spirit. And when we're born again and we receive revelation from Jesus, we begin to realize that the Lord supplies the power for us to do what he calls us to do. And when Paul's saying that Jesus revealed in him and then he was going to preach to the Gentiles, he had the right order. Jesus was working in him, and then Jesus worked through him. That's why when you're in the kingdom, your relationship with the Lord is vital. Everything's relational. That's why in the kingdom, too, we need to be in right relations with the people around us. When you're in right relationship with God, he'll teach you how to be in right relationship with others. But if we move in Galatians chapter 4, it talks about no longer being servants. You are a son, a daughter. And you're no longer a slave in the household. You're actually part of the royal family. Man, if you can, we can get that. We'll talk about that probably in our next podcast. But see, the key to transformation, which has been one of the themes at the River Church, the year of transformation, when God totally transforms us, the key to transformation is knowing your identity, knowing who you are in Jesus. It's no longer I that live it, but Christ that liveth in me. You are a new creation. You have a new identity. You are a new man. And in this season of Lent, and when people are giving up things, we actually need to realize the most important thing is take some time and ask God to reveal to you what you already have. Whoa. Jesus has blessed us with all spiritual blessing. It's past tense. We are seated with him in heavenly places. Do you know who you are in Jesus? Do you realize that you can walk in miracles and powers and do the things that God has called you to do? In chapter 3 of Galatians, verse 5, it says, He therefore that ministered to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he by the works of the law, by the hearing of faith. When God speaks to you and gives you assurance of what he's doing, and then you operate in that, it's miraculous. Because that's living faith. I want to encourage you today to to ask the Lord to show you. Let him reveal to you as he revealed in Paul. Not only your purpose, but, but the power that you already have in your life. Shake off that woe is me mentality and start walking as a son and a daughter. Your dad has everything you will ever need. He's supplying it. You know, I was in discussion with one of my dear friends yesterday, and we were talking about spiritual gift theology, and and even in some of my vision assessment tools, we'll take spiritual gift tests. But And a lot of times we do primary operate in one or two gifts, but we really need the revelation that when we're in Jesus, we have all of the gifts of the Spirit available to us at all times. 
So don't walk around with this mentality that you can't do something because you're not gifted at it. I think that's a trap. And don't walk around with the idea that I'm gifted so I can't do that, so I exclude that. Because that's not a good thing. When you walk in the Spirit, you have the power to have all the fruit of the Spirit, all the gifts of the Spirit, all the supply that God needs when you need it. You're not limited God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in you, but it's him. So as we close today, just pray the Lord would reveal to you who you are in Jesus. Father, thank you for this day. I just pray your blessing on your people today. Encourage them. Show us who we are in Jesus. And Lord, as we attempt to try to draw closer to you, realize, Lord, you're already here. Your presence is powerful, Lord. Give me a fresh revelation of who I am in Jesus. Christ in me, the hope of glory. The mystery hid from all the ages, but now revealed unto us. Give us fresh revelation as we walk in the kingdom. Because, Lord, that's who we are, sons and daughters. And, Lord, the word says all creation is groaning and waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. And Lord, that's not just going to be in the kingdom age, in the age to come, but it's in this life as we display through the manifold wisdom of God, through the church, who Jesus really is to the world. Bless your people this day in Jesus' name. Amen.